The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. Hey, welcome to 1002. I'm so thankful that you are here. And uh, before I start today, I just want to remind everyone that the people groups that we talk about are not people I've made up. They're not people that I'm guessing. Uh, these are facts. This is information. And all of this comes from the Joshua Project. Uh, there is a website, joshuaproject.net, or actually an app that you can put on your iPad or your phone. Um, so you can pray each day. And that's where I get these people groups. Some are the daily ones as I record this. Some are ones I look up for specific countries. Um, but all the information, all the facts, everything I share with you is coming directly from the Joshua Project. Now, if you hear me call it Josiah Project, which I have done many times, I apologize. We have a son named Josiah. There actually is a Josiah Project out there, but it's not the same thing. And so many times I will invert the two names and I apologize for that. But the jo Joshua Project is uh, where I get this information. So both are legit Christian projects and both do great work. Uh, but the Joshua Project is the one that talks about unreached people groups. So I hope that helps and encourage you to go check it out for yourself and go read and maybe find a people group that you want to pray for on a monthly basis or as a family or as for a devotion. Um, check out their website, check out their app, and uh, yeah, just begin praying for those who are unreached. Uh, and it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. And the people group that I want to pray about today are the Tamashkik Tarag people of Martania. Tamashkik Tarag people of Martania. So they live in the southern tip of Martania, the southeast tip, uh, right along the Mali border. Um, ironically, these people were once Christians. Uh, their ancestors were Christians. They fought actually hard again against Islam until eventually they were won over by the mysticism. And today their faith is essentially a mixture of Sunni Muslim and folk religion, or animism, as we would call it in West Africa. They did not fully practice the pillars of Islam, including the month of fasting. Um, women have leadership roles in their culture. They're well known for their indio, indigo clothing, uh, their colors of their skin, uh, and they actually dye their skin. So they're known as the blue people. And they're, again, they're known for their unique dress, dress, culture, craftsmanship, and dyeing their skin blue, but also just color, like the clothes that they wear to accentuate that blue skin. And they would speak a dialect of Arabic. Because Mauritania is a closed country, almost everyone there is a Sunni Islam. And so it's very, very difficult to witness. It's very, very difficult to preach to these people. So one way that we could pray is that those that travel back and forth into Mali for business, for trade, for commerce, would come across Christians, would meet Christians, would be witnessed to and take the faith back. Even be reminded that they once were Christians and they would take that back and share it with their people. Again, or as they flee or become refugees, that would be an opportunity to also share with them the supernatural power of Jesus. But either way, we want to pray for the Tamashk Tarag people that live in Martania and do not know the gospel. We want to pray that they would be open to the word, that they would hear the word, and they would recognize that they came from this, uh, 
and they lost their faith. They've been seduced by Satan and by false religions, and therefore they are need be once again need to be redeemed. And so that's our prayer for these people. Lord, send people into the harvest. Send people amongst the Tashak people, amongst the blue people. Share the gospel with them. Remind them of their forefathers. Remind them of their ancestors. Remind them of what they walked away from. And let there be revival amongst these people. You ever notice that any time that there's an issue in the world or an issue, it's always blamed on the church or the Christians? And it's not any different from God's people. And in 1 Kings 18, uh, we see the same thing. Ahab has left where he was in refuge with the widow and the or- and her son, and he has returned to Israel. God has asked him to go before Ahab, and essentially God is going to bring back the rain, but he wants Elijah to present himself before Ahab and speak and teach. And then verse 17 of chapter 18 in 1 Kings, it says, When Ahab saw Elijah, is it you, the troublemaker of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you have. In your father's house, because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and followed the Baals. Now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to me at Mount Carmel and the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who ate at Jezebel's table. And so Elijah reminds Ahab, I didn't do anything wrong. I simply said what God told me to. I said there'd be no rain and there was no rain. I obeyed God. I obeyed God's will. I'm not the troublemaker. You are. You're the troublemaker because you've abandoned God. You have forgotten God. You no longer worship God. And you are letting your wife dictate what's happening and worshiping all of these false gods. And I always found it funny that whenever there was trouble, it was always, especially in the village where we lived in West Africa, the church and the Christians were always the first to blame. Yet when there was a crisis, we were always the first people went to and asked for help. It's interesting how that works. And so once again, God's people are being blamed for something that they didn't do, for something that didn't happen. God's prophet in this case is being blamed, and he's called the troublemaker. And Elijah quickly reminds him, the troublemaker is the one who forgets the Lord. The troublemaker is the one who walks away from the Lord. The troublemaker is the one who worships anything but the Lord. I simply obeyed his will. And I think that's why the story of the Tamashak people breaks my heart so much, is that they knew Christ. They were Christians. They fought against the Islams as far as their religion taking over. They fiercely rejected Islam, yet eventually over time were won over by the Sunni Islamic mysticism. Here's a people group that knew Christ, walked with Christ, were once Christians and have abandoned that. And today there's 127,000 of them and only 3% are Christians. So much like Ahab, we want to pray that they return. We want to pray that those who go before them remind them of their folly and the trouble that they're making and how they've walked away. In the same way that Elijah asked that of Ahab and then says, hey, we're going to have, we're going to settle this once and for all. Get all your prophets, get all your people together and let's, let's hash this thing out. Let's see who the real troublemaker is.